Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice. So please seek the advice of your physician. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much In this 60-minute masterclass, y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass Or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass. (laughs) Ah, Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the HA podcast. It's me, Danny, here with Ashley. Hey, hey. Here to spread some love. Yeah. So we, uh, I'm just going to dive in. Danny. How is your time off? And I think other people are actually going to be super interested in knowing that like you run a business um, and this is when I think it's the first time since starting the HA Society, not that you haven't taken time off, but you're like, Ashley, cover the ship. I'm out. Yeah. Like real, like real time. It's so our 
culture it's, I think it's all very American culture in particular to be like I'm I'm like mostly taking time off yes you know what I mean and even to a degree that was still the case right like I was still kind of in there but it was um like I I'm under no illusions that that's also unacceptable but <laughs> it's such a thing to be like I, I'm so okay so I made a point to go on this trip and not be like but if anyone needs me like just shoot me a text you know I'm like not setting those expectations like obviously you know that but the act of saying it is like basically saying I'm bullshitting my time off and so it was very important to me to be like, no, I'm taking time off. Like there's a boundary here. Um, and yeah, as someone who owns a business, it's really hard. But even as someone who doesn't, I think these days it's really, really difficult. And it was amazing. Well, um, you touched on something that I just love. I think it's more scary when we say it out loud and then we have to be accountable to it. Like, no, really, like I'm off. Yeah. Like it's such, you know I, I think mean? it's such people, people pleasing behavior oh, to, to be like, please. but if you need me <laughs> to the extreme. And, um, we talk about people pleasing all the time in the HA society, or maybe it's the calls that I'm on. I'm like, and somehow we got back to people pleasing, but it's been so revealing. So our last call, we were talking about how to ask for help and part of, um, we got down this whole train anyways, but it wound up being like, what if it's asking for help is just in the form of boundaries and people hate boundaries because we thrive on people pleasing and boundaries and people pleasing are like, ah, you can't do yeah. both. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. Pe- the it's funny as people pleasing is so much more than just like doing what someone asks you to do. It's uh, I think that that's like a misconception that people oh, yeah. immediately think, Oh, it's just like someone wants you to do something. You always say yes. And that's not really, that's like a dent yes. in what it really means. So back to your vacation, because I know yeah. that I had to get a hold of you. I'm like, send out all the signals. Like I almost <laughs> like messaged Jake on Instagram because oh. I just needed to know what to get Zara for her birthday. Oh yeah. You called me on the phone. I, I was like, whoa, <laughs> something's wrong. <laughs> but, so like what size is she? <laughs> no, but, but yeah. how good was that? I loved it. Yes. Um, so. Yeah, it was amazing. I had so much less screen time. I feel like we're always in the group, always on client calls, always on the computer. And I'll, I like get up off my desk and I like, I'm going down the stairs, switching on my phone because I need to now like check this other thing. And so I took a full on break and I noticed. So at night when I'm reading my book, like I read my book in bed every night and I kind of can feel like my eyes hurt. And so I put a, I put eye drops in my eyes every night because I can feel that they're like sore, like dry skin. And I wear my blue blocking glasses and all <laughs> that stuff. Um, and it just doesn't work. And uh, these two weeks, that resolved. Like it, like m- most of the way. Um, I didn't need them. I just, my eyes just felt better. And so it, yeah. it was really interesting. I think like we... Uh, it all happens on such a micro level over time that we don't realize just how affected we are by all this screen time. It's so true because I know like when I really pushed it is when 
I feel like I legit go blind where I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh, have you ever had, have you ever had this thing happen? Someone listening has had it. And I think it's like, I sometimes am reading in too low a light. I don't know. And my eyes are super tired and you'll be looking at something and will your eyes like flicker and you'll almost like, um, <laughs> it's like trying to just adjust, adjust. Yeah. And it's this weird moment and you kind of freak out. You think something's wrong. No, I really start to freak out is when my eyes get that fatigue that I will literally, I can't read signs to where it's all blurry and I can't make out the letters. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I me. Officially done it. So I moved here into Texas in like 2018 and I moved to the States in 2016. We first lived in California. And so my eyesight was 2020 in Australia and it was 2020 in California. And then I moved to Texas and I am blind. At least it feels like it. I'm completely blind for anything like a meter away from me. And um, I have a strong hypothesis that when I lived in Australia and and California, I did a lot of driving, like anywhere I've lived my whole life. um, I've had to like drive there and so I would finish work or whatever and get in the car and for like at least 45 minutes each way ugh, the worst but anywhere between 20 and 45 minutes throughout my life I've had this like break where I've had to stare straight ahead and like practice that and then I moved here and I've or I already worked from home but then I moved to the, my this neighborhood I have a garage gym now like everything's in walking distance um everything's nearby I just suddenly didn't need to leave my house that much so I'll go days without (laughs) without having to look at anything that's more than like a meter in front of me yes no I think you and I were talking about this where I was like I really think the screen time is legit making me blind so that's probably not proper but it's uh, it's so fatigued and you're right because you know like we don't drive so there's no long distance and I'm sure everyone's like good work hygiene is taking a break. And I forget about that because I get so entrenched in it, but you're mm-hmm. right. It's probably because we don't do any long distance looking. So I'm going to like, I'm looking out my window. It's like, what do we do? Do we switch like voice calls? Yeah, we have voice calls only so I can look outside. No, but that's the thing. So if anyone else is experiencing this, you're not alone where you're mysteriously getting more and more blind because that is the story <sighs> over here. <laughs> How depressing uh okay well Kaylee our friend Kaylee she's been on the show a whole bunch you know what shout out to Kaylee she's been on the show a bunch she's been in the HA Society she's taught us so much shit she has um restore and reconnect which is not associated with our restore program restore and reconnect her own uh weekend conference essentially uh is gonna be incredible and where Ashley and I are gonna be there by the way when is that thing that is here, I think it's October. We're not going to butcher it. We're going to check it. But while you're checking the, the the dates, I did see that it's a lineup of two days worth of food, like great food. You know, I checked that out. And so oh, actually, <laughs> October really- 15 to 16, y'all, if you're in, if you are able to get to Austin, Texas, October 15 to 16, um, our and our weekend mm-hmm. hosted by our our girl Kaylee McDevitt at Kaylee RD um and you can use the code plus one like we don't get anything from it I just know that 
it's a code plus one you get like 50 bucks <laughs> off um yes yeah she sent an email out and I was like damn uh you get 50 bucks off your ticket um yeah okay. our, it, it's gonna be awesome we're gonna be there we have a table I'm helping Kaylee make decorations in sometime in the coming weeks and I'm there to soak up all this good she's there to just like be the vibe yeah <laughs> take the pics enjoy <laughs> yeah I'm just yeah. about it. I should so put a link to that in the in the show notes, but just like go to Kaylee's Instagram because she's in trouble off me. She's in trouble off me because you know I care a lot about digital marketing. I care a lot about <laughs> the website, how it works, that everyone's inside of the ecosystem, that it's flowing. You go to Kaylee, girlfriend, your website. It doesn't have a link to restore or connect anywhere. You're sending me emails about signing up, but like there's no link to the sign up page. I've had to dive through emails to try and find these links. Like my girl just like needs <laughs> me over there. I sent her an email back. I was like, here are some things that you need to fix. <laughs> uh, Danny's very much like that. She's like, so like, what did you call it? We were talking about something and you're like, the highway and I was like that's a really great way of looking at marketing um you're like you're like the highway already has the restore so we can't talk about this like what did you call it it wasn't the highway it was like the environment no you had oh. such a great analogy for it oh, anyways um, what do you mean it already talks about restore <laughs> No, because you're like, we were going to talk about something else. And then like, you're like, no, I think like the highway is already like, we, like we're talking about restore. So like, it's like, we can't add anything to it. Anyway, she had this great marketing analogy. It was yeah. amazing. And I just, it, I'm sure it was just like, look, oh. here's what's coming up on yes. the pipeline. And so these are the things we need to tell our audience about. Yes. And we must be very clear about how the audience gets to the th- the thing 100% super important yeah. this is marketing tips with the <laughs> <AHA> podcast <laughs> anyways <laughs> back to things people actually care about I believe you wanted to you felt strongly today about discussing body image so it sounds like something's happened that's made your yeah. we must discuss this yes no I think this is so good because I was like I can't be the only one so interesting. I like, you know, like I'm on day two, day three of my cycle now. So of course it was like a few days before I was feeling super bloated and blah. And then like my friend took pictures of me and I was like, is that me? Like, I mean, I totally went down that spiral. I was like, is that me? Oh my gosh. Like, I can't believe like, that's not how I think I look like what is going on. Like, am I delusion just spiraling? Right. And so it was so interesting that even now, like, it was like, okay, I'm going to get my life together and I'm going to start doing this, this, and this, right. It was totally HA habits just, and then, so obviously I didn't getting my life together. I'm getting my life together. I'm going to start dieting. (laughs) Old HA thoughts. Clearly I did not. Right. But and, and then obviously like my period started and then like, I feel fine day two and day three, like I actually feel great, but it really got me thinking like, okay, hold on. I've legit been the same weight 
since I've recovered. Nothing has changed. What? Like, where is this mm-hmm. coming from? Like, not that like, oh, I can't believe I have a bad body image day, but just like, where is this coming from? And it, and like, I realized, I feel like I haven't been able to make any goals gym wise because life with a toddler has been so erratic and it's not like oh I didn't make it to the gym I can't eat this or in like like it wasn't the same as before with like HA right totally because like I was fine I was like she's sick we're gonna be okay we just spent the whole weekend on the couch like we're fine like I wasn't freaking out about any of that but I think I was just not being able to feel like I wasn't making any momentum I'm feeling really stuck not moving forward And that's what I was really frustrated about. And then I was like, I think this is actually the root of my bad body image day was because I can't immediately fix having a toddler being in this weird transition, not having time, you know, to train, to do what I want to do, you know, all these other things. And so, because I can't immediately fix that, I can immediately try to fix my body. Yeah. And I'm kind of like in a funk for a, like a few days. You're like, I'm stuck. I'm being stuck. stuck. Makes me want to control. So, yeah. I mean, that happens to me all the time. I completely relate to that. Yeah. So, so then the whole thought of that was it was, it had nothing. Yes. I'm sure to some degree, there's a little bit of it had to do with my body, but the spiral and the emotional spiral had nothing to do with it. It had everything to do with feeling stuck and me wanting to translate that onto my body in order to fix it. Cause it was like this intangible thing. If I can translate it onto something tangible, then I can fix it, control it, mold it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I just wanted to open it up in like, what are some ways that you feel like you get frustrated and then take it out on your body. Yeah. (sighs) Hey, do you know what your blind spots are? As in, do you know what it is, what the thing is that is holding you back from getting your period back? Look, it could be an absolute plethora cornucopia of things, but in our practice, what we tend, the first place we tend to go is what, behaviors and habits do you have around food that you may be still doing and these are called blind spots because we just don't necessarily always know that they're an unhelpful habit or that it's something that we're doing whether it be a subconscious or conscious need to control our food or our body or whether it be something that you've just done for so long that it feels normal and like a preference even. We have created a checklist. It's a three-page checklist that goes through food types, behaviors around food, and mindsets around food. And what you do is you go through the lists and you check off and you see which ones are you doing, whether it be daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and how are they potentially affecting your recovery today. So it's a really simple checklist. It's just three pages. You go through it. There's a very simple scoring system to help you figure out um, how much this may be impacting your recovery. And it's just an insightful thing for you to do to help you reflect. And then you can journal about it or you can learn more about it and just start really working at any of the boxes that you checked and understanding that they're playing a role in your recovery. So to get the checklist, 
all you have to do is go to the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot and we'll send it straight through to you. You can print it off and you can check on it every now and then. I always recommend a reflection point every like four to six weeks. How are you going? Are you still checking that behavior off or have you, you know, systematically kicked it to the curb? So check it out. It's the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot and it will be waiting for you there. I actually feel like called out. Oh, you know, just, just like because it's the exact same thing happens to me. Um, you know what? Actually, at real talk, like a real recent situation, yeah. you came to my daughter's birthday party a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you sent photos, um, to me because you're yeah. an amazing, you're that amazing friend that takes photos yeah. of other people's parties and then sends them a bunch, like s- super amazing. But I saw photos of myself that I was like, oh no, like I don't feel great about that. Um, and it, it was actually hard for me. Right. And like you and I have talked about this, like sometimes seeing photos of yourself from the past is like a punch in the vagina, um, (laughs) as you have, as you have said, and, you know, yeah, like sometimes like everyone takes on flattering photos, right. And everyone's hypercritical of their own photos. So like at a minimum, that's going to just be the issue alone. But yeah, that happened to me. And I was like, I need to take control of this situation. <laughs> like I need to get my life together. I, yes. I, I need to get my life together. I just like, I can't be um, just like, okay with that. Yada, yada. Like, it's just, it's so funny. I wish you could like put a color dye on every different emotion in your brain and just see like how certain, you know, yeah. events cause others to trigger and we talk about this all the time it's not easy or likely that you will uh you know totally be rid of situations like that life is full of triggers um it's really just like what tools you have in place and for me on on that weekend I talked to my husband about it first and foremost was like this is what happened <laughs> and just let it out. I think that's super important. Um, journal it all out too. Like I kind of tried to burn myself out really quickly on the topic um, by getting it all out. Right. If I let myself stew in it before mm-hmm. immediately taking action to talk about it with someone, it's just going to drag out over days. So I immediately get it out right the shame I'm feeling or like the the fears I'm having they got to get out there and a majority of the time you know that helps a significant amount because it's taking it's putting into the light exactly what I'm feeling and it's either you know making me feel heard or allowing me to see the sort of like the over the topness, the reality of the situation. Like, oh, yeah. that thought's a little bit batshit crazy, but okay, Danny. And so, and so that really helps yeah. just to kind of like get me situated. Where am I actually at right now in this, in the sea of freak out? Let me just yeah, get my bearings. Spiral. You're like, oh, I can't. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like, yeah, that allows you to physically like stop the spiral. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And now you're just, in you're like I gotta climb back 
up it now. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Now, I think like it, it was just, I mean, although I know that it's always related to something else, like it's just so helpful mm. for me to be like, no, this is just me feeling frustrated about something. Yeah. And any human is going to try to move it to like a modality that you can actually fix it at. And while it's nonsensical, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it's very sensical. Yeah, sensical. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like it makes a lot of sense. And so I feel like, like, what is okay? So then what does success look like? I think it's like, oh, okay. Actually, body, I realize that I am looking at you. Like I've had this thought. I am looking at you with some extremely tainted glasses right now. And I recognize that. So I'm just not going to not make any decision until like I can regain some clarity because yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, okay, you can take control and get your life back together if you want to, but I'm going to need you to wait 24 hours. Yes. (laughs) yes. How about this? That like legit dieting would have not fixed what I'm actually truly frustrated with. No, you know what I mean? It's just like a huge band-aid to busy myself with. Yeah. Like I can, I, I get how it just, you just want to have something that you can control. Like I freaking get it. I do. Um, you know, one of the hardest things for me was breastfeeding. Um, it, it, it's very invasive. (laughs) you're you have to strap this thing to you that's super uncomfortable like if you're pumping um and you do it first thing in the morning and it's not a super pleasant way to start your morning especially when your kid gets up at the crack of dawn so you have to kind of like do it before like while they're up which is a shit show and then you're doing it all throughout the day and there was this thing about it that made me feel out of control Mm. made me feel like not myself anymore and my husband wanted to do things with me like uh you know we used to like stretch every night or meditate together um take a walk like just little things like that that pumping slash breastfeeding took away from me I didn't and I I knew what was happening and I told him I was like you can do your romwad stretch sesh I'm not going to do it Like I am so overwhelmed by how much this is taking from me and my life that I'm like quitting some shit. (laughs) And that's so true. I don't seem like, obviously, like I wasn't able to breastfeed for a variety of reasons, Um, but it sounds so selfish. And even from someone who wished that they could have continued to breastfeed, but it's, the realest thing like no no one wants excess fluids consistently having to be pumped up out of your body at all hours of the time and day and and like I do think it's because like you and I are very similar in some ways and you know what I mean obviously that's why we're friends you know what I mean and but like nothing like slowing down your pace like pumping Mm -hmm. like cleaning out the things then I mean I remember like when Nuggie was first born I was like how does anyone get anything done 
Well, when I realized that you could just put the pumps in the fridge. Oh yeah. Well, that's I was like, oh, I've been cleaning them. And you know what? My my point is that yeah. it it took away a sense of control um yeah. and independence that oh, I want to have that I feel like is very similar. Like, right. So people where like HA recovery is taking away my coping mechanisms my control my ability to like be aware of exactly how many calories are coming in and how many are coming out and you know how often do you have conversations with people that it's like I know what to do but it's like I just don't know how to do it if I'm not tracking if I'm not having um, X amount of food coming in, or if I'm not weighing myself, like, I just, I don't know, like, I need the metrics, I need the tangibles. And when we're in a situation where we just have to be, mm-hmm. right? Saying that the other day is like, you know, like HA is this huge opportunity to where like, you have to like sit in this massive discomfort and, like biohacking your way out of it is not going to produce healing. Like you actually have to like deal with some of these things Mm. and there is no fix it option. It is literally just this, like have to sit with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and the body image. Yeah. Many ways, very similar. Yeah. And so to your point earlier, like you do have to sit with it and let it pass. Like, because that's the other thing that you can't be so reactionary to your own thoughts. And I know that sounds like crazy, but it's true. Like, like some things that we have to let pass. Which is not, I don't know about you, but not my default. (laughs) (gasps) I'm like, resolve this now. And like, oh, I will definitely not regret saying this super unkind thing to my husband (laughs) about what I think about his ability to stack the dishwasher but like yes I will but in the moment I really believe that like this is worth saying oh totally (laughs) yeah some things are worth sitting on for a while that's wisdom right there where you're like this doesn't feel right. This feels, you know what I mean? Like this, or it feels too good to where you're like, oh, this oh is yeah. Perfect. Oh yeah. Scratching. It feels so good to like take control. Yeah. Um, or at yeah. least think that you're taking control. The illusion that you're taking. Yeah, control. You're taking control of like the fake control. But yeah, what is, what actually is control is the ability to put, put your hands down, like is your ability to stop. Mm-hmm. and wait it out like that is actually control and isn't that what you really want is like it's because we come into this when we're fully motivated being like I want to basically like take back control of my eating disorder or of my health but then we get frustrated because we act like now I just want to take back control of like my weight loss and my food yada because I'm I'm reaching a tough point. Like motivation is a bit less and frustration is a bit higher, but this is where, like you said, that's wisdom, right? When you can identify that it's happening. And even though it's hard, stop and wait and let it pass. That is when you are actually developing control. Oh yeah. It is like 
I, you know what, the more and more I think about the more like this fake control, it's like, it is ridiculously like hypocritical almost, right? Or it's like, I'm taking back control by actually not, by not exercising control. You know, so, so much of what we're all going through is actually like uh, a bit hypocritical and contradictory. Like oxymoron, we, maybe that's the, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's actually wild. I was talking about this earlier too, of a lot of times we feel like, like in a loss of identity, we feel like this loss of uniqueness. Like you talk about this all the time. I want to be special. I want <laughs> a loss of feeling special because we no longer have like a leaner body or like we're moving away from a leaner body. But one thing I was posing to the group during one of our Saturday calls is that's actually just conformity because you're not unique because you're exactly what you're not unique because you have a six pack you're actually one of many like your your all your work your brain is telling you this is what will make you unique and special and stand out but all you're really doing is following conformity everyone else yeah which was so so then which is very interesting because I was talking about this with the client of sometimes whenever we have disordered eating or like an eating disorder we feel special with that and I'm like but you're not special you're one of many you're actually not like that like that's actually not what makes you special at all that actually puts you in a much larger group than if you were to <laughs> be you yeah it, isn't that wild how like we're almost convinced that that's what makes us special like my bicep vein makes me special mm-hmm. no congrats you are one of many <laughs> you know what I mean like there is no totally. so yeah so I was like a lot of thoughts this week clearly <laughs> yeah it's like my ability to achieve many things right to be all of the things really just puts you in a group of people who like do a lot of stuff like yeah. do too much stuff versus those who are happy to be still and be present mm-hmm. it, it's so interesting it is interesting like why are we why are we striving for something that we actually know is like inherently not that great yeah and you know the other thought I had is kind of based off on that it's like a lot of this has to do with like our body and not like us meaning that like what do you kind of have to offer if it is being unique or standing out that is outside of your body or is that your only vessel or mode to be special is if it's done through your body. Yeah, it was just kind of just following the rabbit trail. As always. <laughs> Way there. Always good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like we'll have to be, we'll have to always talk about body image, like probably every month. <laughs> At least because it it's it's the shit show out there talking <laughs> to someone else recently about like um some of the things that i think like uh contributed 
to me the most when I was younger. So I actually had a really healthy relationship with food as a child. My mom has never had a weird relationship with food. Um, everything was in abundance. <laughs> the most <laughs> I got in trouble for was like the fact that mom would go grocery shopping and buy food that's meant to last a week. <laughs> I would <laughs> just eat. I ate it all and like I can see how that might be frustrating um (laughs) but I just have you know vivid memories of like certain things that happened or have been said or how I've been compared to by others and so I think first of all the most important thing is to stop making comments on people's bodies and you know if you want to resolve body image issues you need to do that like you need to yeah you need to shut that down when it's around you and when you're about to do it. Uh, and then <laughs> I think one for me that was out of my control, but just that I've identified is like when you go shopping online at the mall, um, posters, models, mannequins, it's very confusing out there. <laughs> very confusing where I'm like seeing this dress and like, that looks really cute. But when I try it on me, it doesn't look anything like that. And then on my way out of the store, I'm seeing that that outfit on that mannequin is actually bulldog clipped at the waist. Like that's not how that outfit even is meant to sit. Uh, It's like, it's all. And, and even though I see that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's like, I'm not enough. And like, when I say don't comment on bodies, I mean like in any possible way. I don't even want to hear what you have to say about someone's fingers <laughs> or wrists or anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I think it's one of those things of like, I really do wish that there would be a shopping and I don't even know if it needs to be modeled on anybody so this is a whole thing and I'm not settled on it just because it's a tough one yeah because likely of your this anybody's body looking like my body is like not going to it's like it's probably not going to happen right Mm -hmm. so I'm just like what if you just showed the actual piece of clothing I get I get the need for the model I like we just have to look at it realizing that like the range and how this is going to sit on people is Mm. so varied so like my main example is sports bras look you go on and these sports bras in these photos they look like they're doing their job but I have to look really carefully (laughs) because I have to look really carefully at the neckline because these models don't got boobs and that's totally fine. But if I buy this bra, I will come out the top. <laughs> and like, so those little things, like you have to really know. <laughs> yeah, no. How no. It, like how, how the clothing needs to function. Um, but yeah, you know what? At the end of the day, like kudos to all these brands allowing free returns. Like that's just, <laughs> I think that's where it's at. I think that's fair yeah but but my and and I get I get the need for models I think companies are going really going in the right direction with getting like some brands do have 
photos of the same outfit on different models. I don't know if you've seen that. I do appreciate that. I totally appreciate that. Right. Um, yeah, I just don't. Yeah. Maybe we could just start with like not bulldog clipping the clothing. This is what I, yeah, it's like, we'll just start with that, but yeah, I just, I mean, yeah, I do think it's interesting, but I've been doing this Amazon prime shopping because I'm still looking for clothes to just be delivered to my house that fit still in the endless thing. Mm -hmm. And I actually do enjoy when they just show just a picture of like the dress, although I'm sure it's being modeled on somebody, but they've completely like removed the person. It doesn't bother me. Like, I don't think I'm any less likely to like wear it or pick it or choose it. And I kind of just like me just seeing a piece of clothing and me being able to make my own opinion about it rather than it being influenced by so many different things. Yeah, maybe you're right because it's like having it on a model is saying it's supposed to look like this. Yeah, I think to some degree, there's going to be still some subconscious things that are sent through. And again, it's not for everybody to like work around, you know, whatever. But I think if the clothing is bomb, let it speak for itself. Like if it's, you know what I mean? If I'm going to try it on, it's probably because there's something about it that I liked and it does remove that whole, like, what is it supposed to look like? Yeah. I like that. If you have a confusing piece that requires, then I'm probably just not going to be about it because that's just not the life I'm living. If I can't (laughs) look at this and understand how to put it on by just looking at it, I am not going to put it on. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to look at the fashion. Okay. I hear that. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, dude. Thanks for hanging yeah. out with me. Shall we go and do client rounds? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks everyone for hanging out with us today. We hope this was fun. We'll answer some questions in the next episode. I have like a little bank building up for us. And cool. if you want to go hang out with Ashley, she is on Instagram, Ashley underscore Marie underscore Smith. Underscore. <laughs> and I'm at Danny Sheriff, and we cannot wait to talk to you guys next week. Bye. Hey there, it's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about Temp Drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device, so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking, all of us at the HA Society are, and that's the method that we use, You know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, again, we do recommend manual temping. But once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear 
the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus if you've been using OPKs, and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place, and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period, and if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify your whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy or you want to chart for health reasons like HA recovery, making sure your cycle's not slipping back in the HA direction, TempDrop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the TempDrop And we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHASociety. I think too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and and use um, AFHASociety at the checkout, That will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is of course dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there but i may even recommend it for just everyone in general get your husbands on it get your partners on it if you have a history of ha and add on top of that maybe a history of the pill maybe you've been pregnant before you know through treatments or other like you've just your body's been through anything you know you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef and my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp which is important for overall thyroid function which is often low in women with underperforming hormones so rather than eat seaweed snacks every day i get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine so if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now do not skimp the nutrient rich source of beef liver get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way 
They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.